On this week's episode of Polk and Kush, Sean Payton is out the door while the Pelicans keep hanging around. We've got a ton of local news, including litter bugs and carjackings and everything in between. Plus, we've got the most fun items that you're going to find inside of an airport. You're not getting that anywhere else except for right here on Polk and Kush. Catch these hands, you're about to get Come everyone to Polk and Kush. We are back. It is January 26, 2022. And we are entering a whole (laughs) new era. Sean Payton is gone, but Andrew Polk is still here. What do you say, sir? Wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) I I didn't hear the news. What do you mean? (laughs) I really can't believe they didn't announce it tomorrow. Everything happens like four hours after we record this podcast. So I was so happy that it happened today. Did he accept the position at The View, replacing (laughs) Meghan McCain? He's the next star, Jones. All right. Uh, I'm okay. You know, one, one, I think one, one episode I should do the intro as you. Yeah. I don't think I have the vibrato for it. I'm always impressed by it. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> it's a kind of, like, we each have our roles on this podcast. You're funny. I'm annoying. That's kind of how it goes. And that's not what the latest reviews say. <laughs> no, I just sound like one of those NPR guys. Like I should be talking about like a bread store that... <laughs> Uh, three the- generations in <laughs> Stevenson are you okay <laughs> trying to do a goddamn show here Kush. you got coronavirus all over my <laughs> Fisher Price my first microphone you do sound like an NPR that's good the epidemiology of the tsetse fly <laughs> dates back to prehistoric times uh, it's good that I use my radio uh, voice only to talk about tires, people getting beaten to death with hammers, and, uh, you know, like, that's my role on the show. We're exploring roles. New Orleans has a role in this podcast with a huge hole in it now. Yes. Um, that's right. Uh, Najee Marshall is back from the G Squadron. <laughs> So he can help out with it. That was the big news of the day. Uh, the other big news you might have heard, uh, the UNO Privateers are 3-0 and in conference. Man, how good is that uh, Hilliard, Hilliard? Hilaire. Hilaire. St. Hilaire. That guy's great. Stud. Derek St. Hilaire. We went on Thursday to uh, Southeastern. We were in everywhere there were we had uh, we were on the floor. That's my first time being on a floor for any game. Yeah. We were just talking to the players. They were talking back. <laughs> yes. It was whisper quiet in there. You could, They could hear us pretty well. <laughs> I was basically in their living room uh, yelling at everybody. Uh, the referee at one point told me to calm the F down. <laughs> <laughs> As he scolded me and basically uh, informed me that he might be kicking me out of the game at some point. Was this Saturday? 
Uh, no, that you didn't see that happen during uh, the game. I don't think so. Yeah. Was I at the bar? <laughs> you were there. <laughs> yeah, uh, the ref came over. He, I mean, it wasn't a very long conversation. It yeah. was like a four seconds of him looking at me from the three point line. Was that the guy that I called Don Lemon, or the guy that I called uh, uh, Smashing Pumpkins? Smashing, but Billy Corgan. Yeah. yeah, it was the guy we were yelling Billy Corgan at, and then I, I think I told him I was going to hit him with my car. <laughs> he wasn't a big fan of that. Oh, yeah, it's all coming back to me now, just (laughs) like Celine Dion. Yes. Uh, Turns out they sell beer at Lakefront Arena, and uh, if you uh, are a a real benefactor, uh, sometimes they let you have more beers, and it was a really good time. I went to both games this weekend. Highly recommended. uh, UNO Pro. We got to get Sless on the show here. Yeah. We got to get him. For that second game, you had to wear a disguise. You had like the plastic (laughs) nose and the plastic glasses. (laughs) The Groucho Marx look. Um, Yeah, man, we uh, we were really in the in the head of all those southeastern guys. It was a lot of fun. Like sincerely, it is something to do. Uh, A lot of the problems with activities in New Orleans is like parking sucks, or it's in a shitty place, or the service stinks. This play, it's at the Lakefront Arena. Everyone knows where that was. It was a breeze to get to. They had bars. You can sit on the player's bench, I feel like. <laughs> you just ask nicely. I had sincerely a great time. It, it would be a good activity for uh, the Polk and Kush Nation to go out there and check out a game this week. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, now that we've got that, you know, the big news out of the way that we went to the UNO game and that they are 3-0, and uh, we might as well get into the, the secondary story. Uh, Sean Payton has dropped the A-bomb on the Houdat Nation and has decided to leave and then held a 90-minute press conference after 16 years with the team. And in the 90 minutes, he somehow did not address why he is leaving. So I think we can all basically surmise why he's leaving. Uh, And I think we can all have some opinions on it. Uh, But unquestionably, a couple things are true. He is the best coach in Saints history. He will be remembered uh, extremely fondly, uh, no matter how the next couple of seasons go in his wake uh, or wherever he ends up uh, ultimately. But I thought the way things went down the last couple days and particularly today was just kind of strange the way it happened. Yeah, there was a a video yesterday of Gail Benson. Uh, They ran into her at a Bromart and she... (laughs) They, you know, put the microphone in her face while she's eating a bunch of Pringles. Yeah. And they're like, hey, what's going on with with Sean? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> she seemed wildly <laughs> uninformed about the billion oh? dollar asset she owns. Like, huh? Like, uh, like you know, the same way that so, if someone were to ask me about my stock portfolio. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, oh. I guess the timeline from there was uh, maybe it got leaked earlier this morning that Sean Payton met with Mickey Loomis, I mm-hmm. believe, for yes. a couple of hours. And then after that, uh, either the first place I saw it was Nick Underhill. And then, uh, you know, everybody went with it from there. Yeah, the word Ian Rappaport yeah. uh, broke it. Yeah. The, uh, the word that was getting thrown around early was retirement. Yeah, which he rebuffed in his... Yeah. Oh, you caught that in there? Yeah. He he was like, oh, I don't say the word retirement. I was like, oh, because you're not retiring from coaching. No. You just don't want to coach this team. He's got a show on Newsmax. He's going to be on <laughs> after General Kelly. I 
was watching Newsmax earlier. That's how I know I was showing it. <laughs> what? what how do you get Newsmax? <laughs> it's on Pluto. Oh, is it? Is they have OAN also? Oh uh, yeah, they do. Oh man, they've got the whole <laughs> package. Uh, but that's not the point. The point is, it was a very long press conference. Yes, and. Uh, you know, everybody listening to this knows what Sean Payton accomplished with this team. They know what he accomplished with Drew Brees and what he means to the city. Uh, the interesting part of what happened today would be the whys, the hows, the who's, it's the what's, and where is he going to end up. And none of that has really been addressed yet. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've kind of cleared the uh, the niceties. <laughs> I Let's mean, start the show. I mean, this is, this is a bitch move. It's a bitch move. Uh, I'm not saying it's a stupid move. I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to do it. I'm not saying uh, that he's, you know, a, a bad guy. I'm saying it's a bitch move. This is a guy who coached a team, had an unbelievable amount of support, had carte blanche to do whatever he wanted, and now has hit a point where he doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback in his back pocket. He understands it's going to be really hard uh, to kind of get where he wants to go, and he fucking walks away. And for a franchise that... that took really good care of him for a long time and definitely has overpaid him for a significant amount of his career. Uh, I, I think it's a little shitty to walk away basically at the second sign of adversity. Breeze retiring is kind of number one, but you didn't really know what you had there because you'd never done it without Breeze. And in, in his press conference, he sort of mentioned, you know, it was less fun without Drew. It's like, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, because your quarterback doesn't go to the line and see everything that's going to happen. Uh, you know, you actually have to coach the team. It is, uh, I'm sure it was difficult this year. The COVID stuff was, was ridiculous. Uh, the quarterback stuff, the injuries, everything. I'm sure it was not a fun experience. I also do think this is a guy running away from a challenge. And I think it's a bitch move. But again, I don't think it's a stupid move. Sean Payton is a lot of things. He is not stupid. He looked exactly at what he was walking into for year 16 and he knew this was not going to be like Bill Belichick that had like a one-year hiccup of missing the playoffs and then was back in it the next year. They had a ton. This team has a ton of holes to fill, and I don't think he had the patience to deal with it. Now, will your assessment of it being, quote-unquote, a bitch move, will that change depending on what and where he goes to? If he... No, I don't think so. I really, And I, I fully expect he will end up coaching somewhere else in a couple of years whether that be like he takes this year off and then coaches the next season or if it's three four years or you know Gr how long was Gruden out for like almost a decade right mm -hmm. <clears throat> I could see any of those scenarios unfolding mm -hmm. I do not believe he has coached his last game in the NFL he didn't come close to ruling out coming back and coaching somewhere in the NFL so I, I think he will be back I he this was very obvious he talked for 90 minutes and managed to not say why he was leaving when it was he just kept saying it's his time family i think was brought in there many times I, I think if the saints were in the position they were in two years ago he wouldn't give shit about his family okay like this is a guy who just <laughs> wants to coach a competitive team that can make the super bowl and he doesn't feel like he's in position to do that and so he's saying this isn't worth it for me anymore this is not worth the hassle and i've got so much money i don't need to put myself through it uh, just for a paycheck. And I don't, I do believe that he's appreciative of the Saints. I think he loves the Saints. I think he loved his time here, but he is walking away because he knows it's hard. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. 
Um, I wasn't really thinking when I first heard the news. I was just kind of thinking that he would not take a break, that he would just immediately, you know, be back next season with Bears, Cowboys, really? somebody like that. Yeah. Taking a break it will soften the blow <laughs> quite yeah. a bit. And he did use the term needing a break, I believe, in that meeting with sure. Loomis. And I'm I'm sure he does need one specific, yeah. you know, after the last two seasons. That's fine. We could all use a break. Everybody's taking a break right now. There's <laughs> nobody's working anywhere. <laughs> oh, he's got some crypto. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, and look, he has all of January off. That was nice. He didn't have to work uh, because they didn't make the playoffs. That's true. So he got that time. <clears throat> Uh, and I guess, you know, they basically told him to take some time and think about it and see if this is actually what you wanted to do. Sounds like he had a pretty uh, significant discussion with his family. And it is very clear. And the way he talked about the Super Bowl and the way he talked about how much he loved that experience and how much he itched to get back there. I think the uh, the metaphor he used a couple uh, was like, if you've ever had like an amazing dish and you want to get other people to try that dish or it's an amazing movie and you want to watch that movie with new people because they haven't experienced it yet so he was so i think he was what he was trying to say is he's itching it was itching so bad to get back to a super bowl and get back in that moment and into that spotlight and he could never get there and i think it was the primary motivator for him continuing to do the job and it now is so unrealistic that they can actually make the Super Bowl that it is no longer a thing where he could, I think, show up with a reasonable amount of work ethic and motivation and do the job the way that he wanted to do the job. So would he recommend that the city of New Orleans move to Kansas City and do (laughs) what he's doing? We also, we're the fan base. Yeah. We're going to have to go through it, too. Yeah. It's going to be a while. It's going to be tough on us, too. Yeah. We should all quit. So let's do the Sean Payton. Let's do it. Greener pastures. Take a break. (laughs) I I like whenever they say that they consulted their family. No, they didn't. Well, just the, the concept the of the family. The consulting the family. Hey, does anyone here make $18 million a year? <laughs> do, do you? Is no? Okay, well, uh, I'm still going to have this house. You can live in this house if you want to. I'm just going to go live somewhere else now. Yeah, he also said you know, he wants to do TV, but he hasn't really been uh, contacted by a TV network yet. That seems hard to believe. He's going to be on Euphoria. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's definitely going to be. I think he'll actually be pretty good. He'll be a lot better than Breeze, uh on TV. Uh, but at the same time, man, like the the I'm OK with it. Like, I, I don't want it to seem like I think he's being an asshole because he's not. He is. Let's it, he is being a bitch like this is him being scared and not wanting to fight the adversity. And you as a Saints fan are you are uh, while we're all have a lot of gratitude for what he did over 15 years. It is also OK to be a little offended and a little besmirched by the fact he's walking away when times get tough. And it also is a little bit of a reality check of what the next couple of years might look like over here because. They're probably going to hire Dennis Allen, and they might be okay again, and they might make the playoffs. But like, if Sean Payton does not see anything resembling a Super Bowl in this roster, uh, it, it ain't. It's not going to be any easier with Dennis Allen running the show. 
I feel like I relate more to Sean Payton right now than I ever have before. <laughs> I would agree with that. I'm I would do the sick exact, of this yeah. fucking place. <laughs> I want to get. I'm going to skedaddle. You yeah. know, I don't have. This is just because he's jealous that Kevin James is in the Netflix <laughs> movie. They remake every movie every three years. They're going to remake it with Sean Payton in the role. And by then, it'll be as large as Kevin James. Yeah. So you won't even be able to tell. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man, like, if you put me in the exact position with the exact, I would do the exact same thing. Like, of course, it's the, it's the easier road. It just is. And it's a logical road, but it also sucks. Like, this is, and, and he's getting this fawning praise and appreciation, and he spent like 15 minutes talking about how great the media is here, which confirmed everything that we've ever said about the saints media and sean payton uh it's it's a a a weird situation it is one that i honestly did not believe he would do it just because i i thought he was negotiating with them to get more money because he knew that he didn't really want to be here that bad anymore and he was just going to try to lever them up because they could never find a replacement and now they're going to have to find a replacement as we just said, I think it's going to be Dennis Allen. I think it's pretty easy and obvious. Uh, but it also shows that this team has a lot to do. And, like, I think everybody's recalibrated the goals uh, of what it means, you know, for the Saints, for the upcoming seasons, or at least for this one coming up. I think you can kind of put to rest the talk of going out and getting some hotshot quarterback. You're probably stuck in the Jameis Taysom draft pick, something like that cycle. Uh, and you're going to be experimenting with a coach too. And the fact that uh, he still has three years left on his contract. He just finished the second of a five-year deal, so three years left. Well, yeah. he would not be able to coach somewhere else unless he was traded, traded. or released. I guess there's no release for that kind of thing. I guess you could state. release. I mean, they could technically fire yeah. him and let him go. Uh, but, yeah, he is under the Saints. You know, So if, any, if he were to go coach another team – that team would trade. Obviously, the Saints lost some leverage today uh, by him not coaching anymore. So, be like, oh, we'll give you a you know second round pick. Be like, no, be like, well, all right, he's not your coach anymore, so you're getting nothing otherwise. Uh, yeah, I mean, there is a uh, there's some logical back and forth uh, there when it comes to like how much he's worth in the open market. I, I could see it. Getting something significant, I, I do. I would expect a guy like him, and the way he talked about football, and the way he talked about everything, I just cannot imagine he's going to miss more than a year or two. Maybe he'll do TV, and he'll be great, and maybe he'll do a Gruden where he's out for a decade. Uh, but it just seems hard to believe it would be more than a couple of years, and it seems hard to believe it would be literally anyone else with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and you you have to wonder with uh, Sean Payton gone, Michael Thomas probably not far behind, uh-huh. and it could also be a situation where it affects. Uh, you know, we already mentioned the quarterback, but it it's going to go a lot deeper than that. And the Saints have the most experience not having a head coach <laughs> this season. Sean Payton got COVID like seven times, yeah, and then there was a whole season without him. Uh-huh. So the Saints aren't in completely unfamiliar territory. That's true. But it hasn't particularly gone well. No. Uh, one word not mentioned in the 90-minute press conference today, bounty. 
that never came up. Mm-hmm. The fact that he stole pills that never came up. Uh, all these. But why would it? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like not n- nary a scandal touched the Saints, and you know, uh, in, in the 15 year, 15 years of just glory and fun, and uh, in you know, in New Orleans, if you were watching that. Uh, he avoided the scandals and then left the uh, podium and got in the Pope mobile. And they were like, how did the Saints have the Pope mobile? Shut up. Don't ask about the Catholic thing. <laughs> I mean, it did confirm some things about the team as well. He mentioned a lot that basically anytime he asked for anything from Gail Benson, she just said, sure, spend it. You know, every time that he asked for a remodel or a, you know, a team outing or anything, they just did it. And so I would think that would be attractive to whoever uh, the next couple candidates, the next you know grouping is. I don't know how far behind Mickey Loomis is either. I don't know how much longer he wants to do this for. Uh, he's been at it longer than Peyton. I think he arrived in two thousand and four. I want to say maybe three. Uh, so he's been doing this a long time. I don't. I don't know the energy level that he's got. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is just a changing of the guard. We kind of felt it when it happened with Breeze. I thought Peyton would stick around longer and see what life was like and prove that he could kind of do it on his own. Instead, what he proved is that his offense was horrific this season without Breeze, and it was going to take a lot of personnel upgrades in order to get back to where he wanted it to be. And it's just not worth it to him. It really wasn't. Like, I, it's, it's very clear, like, it did not, it was not going to be worth the effort to go through what he went through last year. And they were 5-2 and two with Jameis Winston, but their offense was still terrible. And I think that was a pretty clear indication that, like, hey, man, like, this defense isn't going to be able to last together for that long. And the offense, if I can't build around something in particular, it's just going to be way too difficult to win a Super Bowl with it. Now let's look at the silver linings, the blue sky. Maybe there's some good here. Maybe the Saints, with Dennis Allen as the head coach, Get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and the massage parlors are back open on bourbon. Could the Saints become a new bad boy team? They've got nothing to lose. CD Deuce, captain. Yeah. I Let's mean, become Raiders, too. Pirate ship. Since the Vaders went to Regus, they're no longer a criminal organization. Really? <laughs> Maybe it's time for the Saints to just become the, some down and dirty dogs. Yeah, man. I mean, you're going to definitely... Like, they're going to have to coach it in a totally different way. I don't think they'll be nearly as aggressive. They'll be very defensive-minded, at least up front. I also, like, I don't think Sean Payton was, like, the world's greatest coach. I think a lot of it had to do with Breeze. We'll see. I mean, time will bear that out. I think he was a, a very good coach. I don't think he was, like, he certainly wasn't bad. Uh, but I don't think the Saints are, like, dead because Sean Payton left. I just think they've got a lot of things to change and fill and and doesn't a defensive coach might not be the worst thing in the world. Uh, there's going to be some challenges though. And I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel refreshed. Like it's a whole new era, man. Like no more breeze, no more Peyton, no more of the same old, like you're going to have a real new thing going on. Like this is, this is a total, I didn't like, the Saints were the Saints for so long. You knew exactly what you were getting. And now it is going to be a totally different deal. I'm excited to see if they run a brand new offense. 
there are minds out there who are just as smart, if not smarter, than Sean Payton. That guy in San Francisco is amazing. Like, whoever their offense coordinator is with Shanahan. Like, there's dudes out there who can make this work. There is There are players on this team still, particularly on the defensive side, who can win you football games. This is not dead. The Saints are not dead. The Saints are, this is a slap in the face, the Saints, for those who are thinking they might be a Super Bowl contender at some, you know, far away time. Uh, but the team, the franchise is not dead by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't think people are worried that it is. They just know that it's the end of an era and, uh, you know, in a rapidly changing and evolving world, any loss of comfort in something known is, <laughs> is taken harshly these days. Do you watch any local news? No. Oh, man. I can't watch the news. I'd never go outside. <laughs> it did like the man on the street, you know, like went to, you know, some po' boy place in Metairie. Did they talk to Darth Vader on Bourbon <laughs> Street and ask how he was doing? He went to Whistle Monster's house. <laughs> no. Really? Swear to God, like, oh, Leroy. <laughs> How's the guy that room? dresses up like the Joker? Is he okay? <laughs> I mean, the coverage was like 9-11. It was <laughs> just as random people in po' boy shops and being like, how did you react? And they're like, I'm so sad, but I'm so happy for him and the memories, or whatever. I was like, he's not dead. He just left you. <laughs> like he just walked out. Like uh, it was, and it was all four news stations. It was all that happened. I, I don't know what. Like Seventy-five people got shot today. That none of that mattered. It was just Sean Payton Day uh, in New Orleans. <laughs> it was you know hurricane level coverage. I uh, it, it was very. It was a mystifying afternoon. When's the second line after the Betty White one? <laughs> After the meatloaf second line, after the Bob Saget second line, they could do it. They could, I mean, I'm so, I really would not be shocked by anything. It's just so weird to have the guy quitting and you're, everybody's just like there in the facility and they're like asking Gail Benson about it. She's like, we tried to keep him. I think he's the best coach in the NFL, but he wanted to leave. Name it's another like, coach in the NFL. Kid. Yeah. Not that I you know, strongly disagree. I just don't. Uh, it was just like a weird, like obviously classy by the Saints to like give him that platform and like yeah. not be like, hey, you're going to leave us? Fuck you. Like they didn't do anything like that. Uh, but it was just a, it all, the whole day felt kind of mind bendy. It seemed like a weird acid trip going on. And uh, yet here we are. And the Saints will be looking for a coach. I guess we'll continue to cover a coaching search here on Polk and Kush. Oh, thank God. You know who's going to write the uh, Sean Payton thank you letter on Instagram? Who's that? Anthony Davis. <laughs> He's got one locked and loaded. <laughs> I didn't click on the story, so I probably shouldn't bring it up, but apparently they said Payton almost left to go to the Cowboys in 2019, but because of Anthony Davis, he didn't. So if anybody clicked on that and wants to tell us about it, you can tweet at and Kush. Okay. It was a weird headline. I was like, I should read this. Then I just didn't. Nonstop journalism here at Polk and Kush. Please direct the tweets at Scott D. Kushner. I've said nothing. Oh, I man. like my job. So before we close out the Saints segment, where do you kind of fall with all of this? I feel like I've given a lot of... Uh, I feel like I've beaten... Sean up here a little bit where do you kind of fall at the end of the day on all this you know I uh I'm not an incredibly sentimental person but mm -hmm. I understand uh 
how agonizing it was to watch that team for a long time and the appreciation I have for Sean goes as far as appreciation for a football coach should go. Yeah. You know, his poster's not up in my house, but I respect the man and I'm very thankful and very happy for what he did. And now he's, you know, now he's going to host a judge show with Steve Harvey. (laughs) What if he was Judge Steve Harvey's bailiff? Now he's going to do that and, you know, whatever, that's fine. Uh, I'm interested in, in the next step and... Where the Pelicans are right now, the Saints have to win at least eight games next year, or I'm going to lose it. (laughs) (laughs) This show is going to be exclusively about UNO basketball going forward. They're great. (laughs) Again, it's not not justifiable, but let's call it what it is. It's a bitch move. That's Polk and Kush, hashtag print the shirts. It's a bitch move. All right, everybody, we will take a quick break. We'll be back talking about a little bit of Pelicans, a little bit of local news, and, of course, the worst of the week. Oh, it's J-A-N-S-E, and it's Jansen, Jansen Padagna, the realtor, too. Stars. That's right, everybody. It's Jansen Batagna, J A N S E N at F Q R.com. That's French Quarter Realty, your favorite realtor, my favorite realtor, everybody in New Orleans' favorite realtor. You want a house? You want four walls? You want a roof? Jansen's the man to call. He knows everything about real estate and everything about paperwork and everything about DocuSigns. He is the one that you are going to want to call. This market is red hot. It has been red hot for a very long time. You're going to want to get your hands on some property today. Jansen has a new listing at 2 Duck Hook Drive in New Orleans, kind of over by the Country Club. It's a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, 2,700 square feet. What would you even do? Oh, man. What could you do in all that room? Build an indoor swimming pool. Man, it's uh, listed at 449 which is about uh, the Polk and Kush revenue. <laughs> so we may just turn this into a studio. Correct. Uh, it looks like there's a grotto of some sort. <laughs> uh, cabinets, stairs. There's a shower curtain that says, Be Awesome Today. You know, sometimes you get in the shower and you're like, oh, and then you see your shower curtain and yeah. it reminds you to be awesome. I used to have one of the world map. Jansen, does <laughs> does the shower curtain come with the house? That's all we need to know, Jansen. We can get this sold tonight. <laughs> be awesome today. There's a toilet. It has one of those uh, one, two. <laughs> There's probably more than one, but it has the one, two button at the top. That's always fun. Yeah. You know, you're saving the world. You are, yes. I always go to, just in case. Yeah, I mean, everybody does. But it makes you feel good to have the option. It's like, yeah, I got a recycling can out there, but I'm still throwing batteries in it. I like feeling like I'm doing something. But it's mostly loaded with car batteries. Brand new roof. Here's your chance to own a piece of property in centrally located private cul-de-sac in New Orleans. How about that? The townhome offers a highly functional floor plan with four bedrooms, three and a half baths. Third floor. Third floor? Third floor? That's 
one Polk floor, a Kush floor, and a Jansen floor. It's true. We could do the bananas and pajamas. Yeah. You can turn it into your podcast studio if you don't have a wife. If you have a wife, you can put toys up there for your kids. I don't know. Fireplace. This place looks great. The roof was replaced in 2020. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, check it out. J underscore Patagna on Instagram. Let this man find your home today. Yes, indeed. That is Jansen. J-A-N-S-E-N at F-Q-R dot com. And that is a sponsor. All right, Polk. Uh, the Pelicans, they've been pretty boring, huh? We uh, just watched the uh, 76ers game. It just ended a little while ago. Uh, valiant effort. Uh, sure. One thing that we say week after week. You know, for about a month or so. Is it the, <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans try very hard. Yeah. They are putting their whole asses into each game, and it really showed tonight. This was a game of yahoos. I mean, that is the scrub-a-love <laughs> lineup of the century they were running out there. And then you have Joel Embiid out there. This was NBA Jam with the cheat codes on <laughs> for him. He was hitting five-pointers. <laughs> they were playing six on five at one point. Embiid cannot be stopped. Everyone else out there on the Pelicans, good job. Uh, Billy put yeah. up some numbers. Nikhil had at least 30 by the time I muted the game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Jackson Hayes was throwing up threes. That's when you wish it was harder to see a Pelicans game in a local <laughs> market. When Jackson Hayes is shooting threes, I, I, that's when it's like, Bally should make this harder to watch. I, I give Jackson Hayes credit, man. He was buried on the bench for a while there. He, like... Get, got a chance. He's playing like he's playing pretty hard. He seems to want to win. Like he is shooting like thirty percent from three. Yeah, uh, he's also just like you know he finishes at the rim and I don't know. He's like a usable player now as compared to being you know like one of the worst players of all time. So I don't think he's good. Let's not. I'm not crossing that threshold. But like I, I give a lot of credit to Willie Green, man. They're playing really hard. They are not very good, and especially Brandon Ingram being out the last couple games. That made things uh, that makes things challenging. Now they beat Indiana on Monday. Indiana was just as bereft of talent as the Pelicans were. That's true. Uh, the Pelicans pull it out, and you know, they also they hadn't played in forever. I mean, they were off for almost like I felt like a week. Uh, I know the, the Pelicans had the one game against the Knicks in like literally a full week. Yeah, and uh, nothing over the weekend, which was unfortunate because I did not want to watch Bucks Rams. No, exactly. They should have definitely put a Pelicans game on uh, at that time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they play really hard. They're very much in the fight. And now the 10 seed looks incredibly realistic because Damian Lillard came out, uh, who the Portland Trailblazers are currently in the 10, and he came out and he said, like, I'm having this abdominal procedure and he's like, if they want to shut it down and get a draft pick, like I'm cool with that. That's a refreshing honesty you don't hear a lot from a star player that yeah. uh, has the chance to come back with a team that's on the cusp. Yeah. That's just how good he is, and he knows he's going to be around for a long time. Yeah. And he also has trust in his organization, which is something we've never experienced. That's true. Um, but they're, I mean, they're a dumpster fire, too. They're yeah, just a they are. Way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so that would seemingly open it up to where all you got to really beat is what the Kings and Spurs, and yeah, that seems <laughs> very doable. Uh, earlier uh, this evening, the Kings were losing by forty points to the Celtics. Oh man, what did Alvin say after the game? 
I, I don't even know if the game's over, honestly. <laughs> I mean, Alvin. Can we pull up a live uh, you know, Alvin? Alvin's at the Denny's across the street at this point. <laughs> He's just doing his post game with a full pancake yeah, in his mouth. Why not? Do it the Andy Reid way. He does not care at all, man. I love that guy. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a realistic goal for them to get there. Uh, I think they're. I think they'd be the favorites, right? Of those three teams, that I, I mean, as long as Ingram is healthy, especially if Ingram is healthy, no, like no one was playing tonight. Yeah, uh, I don't really know about a timetable for Brandon Ingram's return. He has been in and out, uh, but the team has not been just absolutely demolished without him yeah which is uh, nice jose alvarado has stepped up uh particularly against the knicks uh it's yeah. it's also just uh not to take anything away from any of the players but the 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 expectations are so low that when a player hustles we're like oh my god it's pete <laughs> maravich out there it's just like oh he knew where which goal was his was the correct one <laughs> uh so he's heard- been doing well herb jones He's Herb. great. Herb, Herb. No one, no, not on Herb. Her, her, Herbert. But when you say not on, not on Herb, not on Herb, you would say not on Herb, right? Because isn't it about marijuana? I guess so. I don't know what it. Yeah, like Bobby A Bear. Maybe it's not an Herb. <laughs> we have derailed. Uh, there are T-shirts in the gift <laughs> shop. I don't know. He's shooting better. Um, looking like he's. You know, he could get on that all-rookie team. Yeah, he should definitely be on the all-rookie team. I vote for the all-rookie team, and okay. I watch so many rookies play the NBA. <laughs> Throw it. Put Vote for Lonzo. Just <laughs> see if you get him on there. The <laughs> um, uh, dude, there's a lot to like about what they're doing, despite the fact they don't have that much talent. It makes me think the way they're playing and how hard they play and how consistent they are and how much. I think Willie Green has been you know, a home run higher to this point based on what he has at his disposal, I actually think they're going to go out and do something pretty big. I, I think they're, I think a CJ McCollum, maybe a Norm Powell, somebody like that. Like I think they're going to go out and try to make a pretty big swing and actually try to win some games down the stretch and make some noise and get themselves into the real postseason via the tournament. Uh, I don't know if it'll be successful, uh, but I do think they're going to be pretty aggressive. I suspect uh, they're going to do something. And, and they've never really, with the exception of Boogie, I can't remember a trade deadline where they kind of made like a, a significant move to get a lot better at the deadline. Uh, Miritich, you know, I think that was in that mix as well. But at the time, that didn't feel like it was that big. No. I think C.J. McCollum would, would be a, a really substantial move. Uh, and I think one that makes a lot of sense. I think he also fits whenever Zion comes back, too. So there's a, a lot of logical reasons you have to give up a little bit. Uh, but it, it is time, I think, for them to do something. And I think they're, they want to keep those guys and reward them for how hard they have played and reward Willie Green for what he's been able to, to keep on the tracks. I mean, we've seen so many seasons derail uh, in these exact circumstances for them not to allow that, I think, uh, deserves some respect. Is there more pressure on the Pelicans to succeed this season with Sean Payton leaving? <laughs> I don't. Are the Bensons going to crack <laughs> Benson going to crack the hammer down? Can she name another player in the NBA? <laughs> Can we have her on the show? Uh, we, we should definitely get her on the show. 
and all the mean things I've ever said, I will just now not say. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, oh, he didn't mention the bounty. It's a, <laughs> there'd be a lot we wouldn't mention as well. Um, yeah, they asked Sean Payton his biggest regrets, and he like named some play from a game in 2006. It was like, how about when all your players got suspended for a bounty program and you got suspended for an entire season? No regrets on that one? No regrets on not you know checking in on Greg Williams, see what he was doing there? What's the lowest point in your career, Sean? Oh, probably uh, Eli Apple tweeting <laughs> a day or two ago. He mentioned something about that today. <laughs> <laughs> he talked for so long, and the only thing he didn't talk about was the bounty thing. It was, wow. And, of course, in the pills. Did he um, give a release date for the Netflix movie? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's next week. Live Polk and Kush uh, podcast. I think we could do it. it. Can, yeah. We could rent out a theater. Because <laughs> we're going to have to. It's going to be sold out if they're showing. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, no, man, I don't know if the, the Pelicans have any more pressure. I, I really, the crowd on Monday was one of the smallest I've ever seen. Uh, it was bleak. Uh, it was also building. freezing cold. It was freezing. It was raining. It was Star Wars night. You don't want to be around those people. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't cold in the arena, you know. But. <laughs> that always seems to be an excuse here. Like, it was cold. You get carjacked on the way to the game, <laughs> and you have to hitchhike or walk the rest of the way. You're dressed up as fucking Java the Hutt or whatever. You got your Jar Jar Binks hat on. And Were you there? Uh, yeah, did I would. You, no, 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 sorry, I did not go Monday. Man, I no. wanted to get some details on costumes. No, I, I did see a cameraman dressed like a Wookiee. Uh, nice, Chris Kamen style. <laughs> yes. So I thought that was that was the closest to a costume. I, I, I hope uh, it wasn't that Wookiee that stabbed that guy. <laughs> You remember that? Yes. He's back out. I see him. Oh, man. He's always over by, like, Mr. Ed's. uh, It's a real turnstile we got there. Maybe it's just the cameraman, though. Maybe if we're... It was just him. Yeah, there's two Wookiees walking around this Willie town. Green, did he dress up as anybody? <laughs> I don't think so. He should have worn the robe, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, nah, man, I, I, I have a hard time with this Pelican season. It's not that... They're normally really easy to just shit on and be like, they're bad, they're losers, they don't try very hard, they cost themselves. Last year was like the ultimate Pelican season. It was like, if they wanted to be good, they could be good, but they don't care enough to be good, so they stink. And that's like, you know, right in my wheelhouse of like, this is, I know this team, I can drill this team over and over again. This version is like, their best players hurt, blame whoever you want for that. Uh, they don't have good guards, but they try really hard every night and they beat pretty much every team they're supposed to beat. And then when they're overwhelmed from a talent perspective, they still fight in the game and they just lose. So they're not embarrassing by any stretch. And and I really have a hard time covering a team that's not embarrassing. (laughs) I don't really know what to say. Well, we'll try and make the podcast as as embarrassing as possible. (laughs) Just for ourselves. You want to know what's embarrassing? What? Everything in the local news. (laughs) Let's get into a little local roundup. This segment is about local news, but quickly it has just become the worst, but local. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Lens reported, uh, this is about a week old, but uh, you remember when uh, the city was trying to 
distribute uh, COVID tests at home, like the at home COVID test whenever you couldn't get them and everybody needed them so they could fly and go places for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they had five tests throughout the entire city. <laughs> and they were like, where will no one ever go? The library. We have tests at the library. And then somebody went to the library and they don't have any there. Well, New Orleans continues uh, to just keep giving back. Um, they wanted to give away in uh, 95 mask, the most effective mask. Mm-hmm. Some say this one works. <laughs> no other mask works. Apparently like it doesn't, but <laughs> New Orleans was going to give away in 95 mask. And what do you know? The mask they were giving away counterfeit. Oh God. And you can tell by looking at them. These things are in like a little shitty paper bag pouch <laughs> that's got like Chinese writing over it. It's like a Saints jersey. Yeah. <laughs> How many Breeze jerseys with weird numbers you see? I don't remember uh, Emerald having a brand of mask, <laughs> but apparently this is it. And the city said that they are in 95s, but... Uh, in fact, they are counterfeit, according to the sinners. Uh, the CDC says that any mask being marketed as N95 without the NIOSH approval is a counterfeit. New Orleans is countering that by saying, <laughs> no, it isn't. Yep. Prove it. <laughs> and then New Orleans finally was just like, look, it's still a mask. <laughs> You can it's still it's use better it. than what these idiots are wearing, you know? I've had the same mask since the start of COVID. <laughs> one. It was a blue one, like I picked up at Fuddruckers next to the register. I've washed it accidentally a few times when I left it in my pocket. I've never... Maybe that's why my immunity is so good. It's because uh-huh. I've had this disease feedback... <laughs> On my face for two years. <laughs> the mask, man. I, they basically came out and said cloth masks do nothing. And people are still wearing cloth masks. And we still have a mask mandate. I was like, all right, I give up. But at least the city is giving us counterfeit masks. So yeah. that sounds about right. Like, you know, we're going to try to do something that works. Like, we're going to come up with things that help the citizens if they follow it. But while we have our hand raised up on this side, on the other side, everyone's getting carjacked. Mm-hmm. So uh, it doesn't really uh, help the welfare of the citizens uh, to be worrying about mask purchases when you are. Uh, everyone is getting shot in the middle of the day. Well, maybe if you don't have an N95 mask, uh, you can have like a filter in your home, like some kind of air filter, which you would power with electricity. <laughs> Sure, sure. But in New Orleans, our uh, electrical provider is a company called Intergy. Today alone, there was a three-hour power outage in Metairie and Kenner Mm -hmm. that affected 8,000 homes. Mm -hmm. And for the first several hours, there was no explanation. And then later, they're like, yeah, some guy ran his car into a pole. (laughs) We literally have the most fragile infrastructure on planet earth that's jefferson parish too like that's supposed to be the good parish uh oh scott (laughs) i was not done with the (laughs) daily power outages continue continue continue. there was another power outage affecting nearly 1,000 customers in estelle which i believe is in the west bank Uh uh-huh 
when someone also hit a power line. <laughs> Can we please Do you think these Okay, what's the crime that's happening here constantly? What is now taking out the power? Uh-huh. Are people crashing their stolen cars? <laughs> this is a very this is a bigger plot than we ever imagined. We're like a day away from Latoya being like, "Look, can you have the one of you with a driver's license carjack the car?" The other one can hold the gun, but whoever knows how to drive, please drive your stolen vehicles. We're gonna start covering all the light poles. We're gonna have this car covering them like the you know the the thing that goes around the goalposts, that big pad that goes around. All of those are gonna have to uh, so that when you crash into it, uh, it doesn't fall over and affect everyone's power for uh, an entire day. Uh, there, I mean, just come on, come on. There are, and I also heard that energy. I guess committed uh, a whole bunch of money so that uh, the sewage and water board would have uh, backup power no matter what, like if their turbines went down. And then yesterday they just basically were like, "Ah, no, no, thank you. We don't want to do that. Yeah, it was a $30 million (laughs) pledge um, for the thing that would make it work better. (laughs) Look, if you... Every time I <laughs> click on an article, it's like, you have to subscribe now. <laughs> We're sending the police if you keep trying to read these articles. So I just get bits and pieces. You know, I'll refresh it 500 times. Uh, but always on the pulse of things, uh, Latoya put out today that there's going to be these harsher penalties for littering. <laughs> well, at least we've got that going. Uh, that, I didn't mean to trample stop. the energy stuff, but <laughs> that's basically the long and the short of it. Energy is supposed to spend thirty million dollars to help with like some kind of turbine, or I don't know. Yes. You don't know either. No, neither do I. <laughs> I didn't mean you. I meant the listener at home. No, I was like them, <laughs> them, me, you. Nobody really understands it. It's something to make it better. Yeah. Here's what we know. It's never going to get better. Correct. Even Unless, if they had spent $70 million, it wouldn't have gotten better. There it just would have been $70 million spent on something that didn't work. Well, things can get better, and it starts with littering. <laughs> this was tweeted. I, I have to like check this and make sure it's not like a parody account trying to make her look bad. She posted this a little before noon today. So in between uh, citywide blackouts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Our, and other people randomly getting shot in the middle of Elysian Fields and on Broad. Our success depends on everyone working together, not just within City Hall, but throughout the community. Littering is a blight <laughs> on the city. There's still people. I drove through, uh, like, deep Kenner today, and there's still piles of, like, uh, Hurricane Ida debris in Kenner neighborhoods. Yeah, well, that's not her fault. No, it's not. But, like, what are we calling littering here? Like, throwing out... A cigarette butt, or is it a pile of tires in front of your house? There's trash literally everywhere. If you're the one guy who gets hit for littering in this city, you should freak out. If you if you are if you throw a you know discarded chicken bone on the ground, and so some cop actually hits you because they're enforcing littering crimes, just look around. There's trash everywhere i suppose this is a good place to start uh but what seems to make more sense to have sanitation workers who would actually pick things up instead of letting litter just sit for days on the middle of the you know neutral ground because no one is there to actually do the job of 
sanitation room. Now, I was, I, I, this is sincere. I'm not goofing around. I saw two people in the French Quarter today and like the district development thing, whatever the hell that's called. Uh-huh. And they were walking around with the little grabbies picking up litter. And there was, you know, a Reese's wrapper on the ground. And these two guys acted like it was Hitler's brain. <laughs> they stood around it. They pointed at it. They, like, checked their phones to see what it was. It took them seven minutes to tepidly pick up a Reese's wrapper and then put it in an overflowing garbage can where it immediately blew out. So maybe this is actually something that they're going into. But the, the I like that they have three offenses. They like, look, oh. if you're a litterer, you're a lifetime litterer. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what I'm worried about. Every day when I walk out of my house, I'm worried about litter bugs. <laughs> that's, that's the thing that keeps me up at night. Well, this is funny because there's like a little cartoon. God bless whoever does these graphics. <laughs> and like the guy driving his car is throwing out like an apple core. That's not littering. That's biodegradable. <laughs> but uh, the first offense is a fine of $200 in community service picking up litter and trash on public roads, streets, and highways. Anybody that's littering in New Orleans like that could possibly get popped is from Florida. They don't live here. <laughs> they're not going to be here. They're not going to pay the fucking fine, and they're no. not going to come back to clean up the bodies off Chef Highway. Nope, that is true. Just like those red light cameras. Right. It's like, we're going to send this, but you're probably not going to pay. Man, if you litter three times, $500, imprisonment for no more than 180 days, and community service, picking up litter. So uh, the next time you want to litter three times, just kill someone. <laughs> You're much less likely to go to jail. You can just take someone else's, take someone's car while they're driving it and throw your garbage in there. The next time you like have a bottle of Dasani and you're crushing up to throw it out the window and go, you know what? I'm going to go show my neighbor what's for after all. Get that rage out in another way. I'm just going to stick a gun into the uh, the guy's car. I'm going to take it. I'm going to throw my Dasani water bottle in there and then I'll discard of the car into the nearest light pole. Yeah, so this is you know, it'll help. <laughs> what else do we have? Uh, some kid broke out of three... <laughs> Broke out of prison three times. Uh, that's I don't even need to get into that. And then Edwin Edwards uh, left everything to his eight-year-old son. That's just so ballsy. How old? He was like 94 when he died. <laughs> yeah, that guy was boning in like his mid-80s. Man. Reproducing, not just, you know, like nursing home sex, like uh, having a child well, at 85, well, I think he was, 82. I mean, the uh, he was he was at least ninety when he died. So unbelievable, man! Someone out there looked Ugh. at the mummy and. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that would be apparently. I mean, he definitely has older kids. They're probably in their sixties. Yeah, uh, and they're not pleased that you know the money didn't the money that he stole from everyone in the state <laughs> of Louisiana is now goes to an eight year old. Those poor uh, other inheritors. Possible inheritors do not get the money this that is, was stolen from all of us. This is the start of a Disney movie in the 90s. <laughs> You're like eight years old and you get $50 million of stolen money. This is the same thing as like blank check. Yeah, little Big League. <laughs> 
instead of the Minnesota Twins, you get illegal kickback money. Uh, yeah, man. So good for Evan Edwards screwing over people one last time in his grave. <laughs> okay. That'll take us into my favorite part of every single week on this year's program, ladies and gentlemen. The worst! The worst. The worst is the worst thing I saw or read this week. Hotly contested this week. Oh, man. There are some good ones. Uh, uh, we appreciate you sending them in. Uh, people have been tweeting them at You can tweet them at us. You can DM us. You can email us. Polk and Kush at gmail.com. Kush, what's your home address so people could mail them to you? <laughs> One, two, three, Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. Uh, so I will take this week's worst, uh, worst of the week. Uh, this comes from something called Savino. Savieno? How would you pronounce this website? I don't know. Uh, it is a remarkable story uh, from the TSA. Uh, the TSA releases its list of the 10 most unusual confiscated items. So 10 most unusual, unusual, they say. Uh, so let's Letterman style count it down. All right. Uh, number 10, bullets in deodorant. That's in Atlantic City. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> and there's a photo. They actually, they, they, I guess, melted the deodorant and recongealed it around bullets. <laughs> I don't know why you would need to fly with just a few bullets. This is like a James Bond thing where there's like a gun taped under a certain seat and you take the deodorant. I don't know. Highly unnecessary. Definitely uh, axe deodorant. Yeah. It had to have been. I mean, uh, that is just go buy bullets wherever you get to. You'll be fine. Uh, number nine, antique pistol in the Newark International Airport, and New this Jersey. Is, this is a long style pistol. This is like a uh, like Davy Crockett level. Yeah, it's it's very long. It would be it would be one and done as far as the <laughs> pistols go. Number eight, probably my favorite, the quote. Meth burrito at the Hobby International Airport in Houston, Texas. Now, the meth burrito is good because uh, they there was some thought put into this. The guy was just <laughs> eating a burrito as he came through security and then had like baggies of meth in it. And, you know, you're like holding the burrito trying to like get it through, you know, <laughs> if the dog starts barking at you, you're like, no, he just likes carne asada. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's really worth a shot. Yeah, it's like I could put it in my bag or I could literally hold it as I walked through the machine. And uh, number seven, we have a gun belt buckle in Honolulu International Airport. This is a like a garter gun <laughs> that was like wedged into a belt buckle. It does not appear to be functioning. It doesn't have a trigger on it, but I'm sure you could figure something out while you're, you know, f if you're in Hawaii, everywhere is five to seven hours away so you've got time to craft a weapon yeah these rankings are a little weird i don't think the gun belt buckle is more bizarre than the bullets in the deodorant no yeah uh and number six certainly it doesn't seem to be remotely that unusual it's a meat cleaver hmm. number six a meat cleaver number five we have bear spray uh that's in florida where there are few bears <laughs> yeah there, there's bears in destin who who doesn't want to go, uh, you know, hang out at AJ's and have some bear spray put in their face? Uh, number four was a machete 
Also, not that unusual. A machete is just a big knife. Yeah. I guess it's the flying with it they're considering unusual. <laughs> well, I guess I still think bullets on the deodorant is pretty messed up. You would think so. <laughs> but I do like who tried to get on the airplane with the machete. That's, I mean, pretty The machete dumb. could have been one of those guys that dresses up at the comic book conventions as like uh, Jason <laughs> or whatever. Had to get on the plane. If I'm going for authenticity. Uh, number three, fireworks. <laughs> this this had to have been out of the Slidell International Airport. Fireworks. <laughs> I would great. rather I would rather a gun go off in an airplane <laughs> than fireworks. I can't imagine the chaos. <laughs> if a gun if a gun goes off on an airplane, everybody's gonna you know stay in their chair and chill out and see what the hell's going on. Fireworks, it's pandemonium. <laughs> Uh, this is what I did like a lot right outside of wine country in Sacramento, a wine holder shaped like a gun. This one I argue with because it is not a gun. It is a craft yes. made lovingly yes. to hold your wine. Yes. Why you need, you know, the person who made it and purchased it definitely are vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like guns so much i like to drink out of one i'm sure uh this is a distraction for their fake vax card they're yes. like if i have this crazy wine holder they won't notice that my vax card says i got it at papa john's and the number one item that someone took through tsa is a chainsaw whoa and it comes from the New Orleans International Airport. Of course it does. Uh, Louis Armstrong himself, really proud of that chainsaw coming through his namesake. Uh, just incredible. A humongous chainsaw. Uh, did someone have it in a duffel bag? I can't understand how that thing got through, to be perfectly honest. Had to have been a spirit flight. <laughs> in which case, I say, allow it. And this is not like a haunted house chainsaw. You know, they take the blades off. Yes. They, or they take the, sure, the just chain with the off. motor. Yeah. They take the chain off and they just like slap your leg with it. Yeah. This one's chained up. <laughs> they get cut through the wing of the airplane. <laughs> uh, just an incredible list. The TSA. Uh, thank you for putting that out. I mean, people are out of their goddamn minds. It's uh, <laughs> what's worse now, driving or flying? I mean, it's all our well. It depends where you are. We're, We're gonna have it. to get the aqua car pretty soon. <laughs> I would like to fly to any destination. I have to go to <laughs> New Orleans. However, going internationally, I would prefer to drive. Uh, this has been a tremendous episode, everyone. Thank you so very much for tuning in. We have enjoyed it, as we always do. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you for listening. We've gotten some great feedback. Please, if you do enjoy the show, tell people that you like the show. It is very important. Some of you have told us that you listen to it a couple of times in, during a week. Tell people that you like it. Tell people you listen to it. And, of course, let us know because this train drives on compliments. Of course, like, rate, subscribe, and Wait for us. One more week. We'll be back on Poke and Kush.